Hello. Now, today is a very important one, I believe, for us, Lothar. This is how or what have we learned from cancer survivors? Because I think this is when, in your work, I think the greatest breakthrough came. And it's a very important story to share. So, hello again for our podcast. Hello, Lothar. And Lothar, I want to hand it over. What did you learn from cancer survivors? I learned so much. But of course, uh, in a podcast like this, we have to focus on, on, on a few things. I would say um, the two main things is the 3E program. And of course, is for me searching for the cause. These are the two main things um, uh, where I would say, that's it. You know, this is what I learned. Of course, when I go into details, I learned so much from, from cancer survivors. And I really can say, you know, I'm so, so happy about it. Uh, you know, sometimes people are asking me, hey, why are you working on nearly on a daily basis with mostly final cancer stage uh, patients because this is not an easy job this is not a nice thing but i tell you no not at all not at all first of all we uh, we have a lot of fun together we we we, we have a great time together and um, you know what's a good thing is with uh, working with cancer patient is you know, you don't have to talk with them about money. You don't have to talk with them about ego satisfaction and blah, 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 blah. You know, you talk with cancer patients about what is important in life. And when I look to my life, let me say 30, 40 years ago and today, I'm so quite more happy uh, person today. And this is because I made all these interviews and, and, and uh, accompanying so many final cancer patients. So... But going back to what uh, what have we learned from cancer survivors? Maybe I have I have to go one step more backwards. <clears throat> you know, when I started traveling um, uh, around the world, and I was in, by the way, more than fifty countries. Um, <clears throat> so I spoke to so many doctors in the beginning, and of course I spoke sometimes to to patients as well. But then over the years, I spoke more and more to patients and especially to uh, uh, survivors. And um, today I would say the most I learn, most I know about cancer are not from the scientists. This I learned from the cancer survivors. And uh, so what did I learn? <clears throat> I, I, I have a, a questionnaire and um, after a few years, um, I just, I was a little bit depressed at that time in, in a way that, you know, after traveling already around the world, I was far away from understanding cancer, even, even the other side, you know, as more as I was traveling, as more as I was speaking to all these uh, so intelligent people all over the world, mm -hmm. you know, as less I, I understood what is cancer. And then um, I checked my, 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 all the answers to my questionnaire. And then I found out, wow, at the end, you know, it's three main things people did to survive. So about 60%, 60, 70% of all the people, you know, they made a nutritional therapy. Like Gerson, like Budwig, like Macrobiotic, like raw food, things like this. But they did a very disciplined, strict nutritional therapy. This was the first interesting point. The second interesting point was uh, <clears throat> nearly, also maybe the same 60, 70%, most people, um, they did detoxification therapies. 
you know, they uh, they started to do, for example, enemas, coffee enemas or whatever. Um, they started to take care about their teas. That, for example, the amalgam goes out and, and uh, especially the uh, teas with wood kennels, for example. And um, they also took care about the health of their colon. This was also a very interesting thing. Of course, we all know a little bit about that our colon is plays important part. But today I know so much about the colon. You know, our colon is like a second brain in our body. Do you know, Klaus, for example, um, when your brain is, is sending uh, information, for example, to your heart or to your liver or to your kidneys, you know, then one information comes back to your brain. And this goes everywhere in your body, except your colon. Do you know that when your brain is sending one information to the colon, four, five, six, seven informations are coming back? Well, we don't know what it is. We don't know what kind of information. But this is very interesting. Also, when you cut a colon and looked um, um, uh, under the microscope, um, you know, it looks sometimes a little bit like a nerve system in the brain. So I don't want to go too deep in this. Maybe we'll do this later in another podcast about uh, the health of the colon and how important it is. But for sure I found out that the health of the colon and let me say detoxification at all is very important. Also, one, one more thing in detoxification I forgot is the, 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 the acid base. Um, you know, this is a very, very important thing that when you have a tumor in the body, you have a lot, a lot of lactate um, uh, in your body and this, this acid must go out. And this is also, I found out that a lot of people, uh, uh, these, these survivors, they really took care about it. They really, um, for example, they made a lot of passes with baking soda like we do in our center because we know how important it is to bring the acid out. But then at the end, you know, only 60, 70 percent of all the patients, uh, of all the survivors are interviewed. They, they made this, this change to this nutritional therapy and to de detoxification. But you know what all the people did? 100 percent. They changed their life. They changed the way how they um, um, use their energy. Um, they, they, they changed the way of thinking. They made a type of goal setting in all this kind. So this is really what I understood very fast uh, already in the beginning. If you don't change yourself, you cannot survive. You can survive maybe on, a, uh, on the official statistic, you know, for five years, uh, just destroying a tumor because then it takes maybe, uh, depends on where and which organ the tumor is, it takes a long time before the tumor comes back. But one thing is for sure, if you are in a final stage, there is no chemotherapy, there is no radiation, there is no surgery, which brings you back to life. The only thing which can bring you back for life is changing the way how you see your life and changing all the things you need to have a happy life. But maybe you say something about those. You, you're an expert more here than I am. Yeah, and that's exactly what we experienced. Uh, we would call it the system jump. You're jumping from one system and let's call it a lifestyle, if you like, that has brought cancer into the person's life because usually... It is coming into a person's life. So something 
is causing it. And it, it's probably a lifestyle. We talked about this in previous <coughs> podcasts. So that life, whatever you want to call it, the old life we sometimes refer to life one, is an environment that is causing something. And therefore, we need to jump, in, literally jump out of that environment into an environment that is more energy-giving, that helps the body to regulate and that uh, gets uh, finds ways of stopping the causes. So this is the mind or the life jump. Usually it is first done with the mind because it is a mind thing. You need to kind of like envisage a different life, a different future, a better future. So it starts in a sense with the mind, which is then followed by creating emotions. So if we have certain thoughts, a certain anticipation of a future, that automatically changes something in our feelings and feelings produce hormones. And in that feeling state, we then go into action. So if you feel there is a future for you, you will do certain things. Maybe you will follow the strict daily protocol uh, from Dr. Johanna Budwig because your emotion is I am motivated, I feel good and I trust the process versus if you're worried and anxious and stressed and you might not do the daily things and because you do those daily things then the results will be different so there is a clear um, proof that if you do that jump if you change something something will happen and this obviously is very very difficult to measure <laughs> so therefore uh, it is a, a, a soft thing but we know it is a real thing and it's for many different for, for many people different for somebody it means a massive change it could be uh, changing countries changing professions stopping certain relationships starting in a in a different place completely new for others it could mean one area of the life needs to dramatically change so it could be very different for every person but yes that system jump I think is the key and I think we all know that in life there are more energies and this is why there is probably a fourth E which we have to call, we don't know that E, but it could be life purpose, it could be um, spiritual energy and we know that once we're moving in a certain direction where life wants to live, I think life can live again. So to live, we need a certain plateau, or sorry, a certain uh, platform. If we reach that platform, life can live. If we're not on that platform, and if the environment is not supporting life, then that is very, very difficult to achieve. And it needs courage. And I think we should say that, Lothar, to jump needs courage. But I think that's why a crisis, and in a sense a, a cancer, an illness, is a crisis that can be the motivation to do it, that can give you the courage to do it. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, you know, it's like with yin and yang, you know, a crisis is always also a good thing because if you come out of the crisis, you're quite a, a stronger person after that. Um, let me... Let me, let me um, also say another um, um, point here. You know, I was working with uh, three illnesses in my life. <clears throat> in when, when I was working in the psychiatry hospital, um, I had to do a lot with alcoholics. 
And uh, later, when I was working in a psychotherapy hospital, um, my main work was with uh, eating disorders, uh, mainly anorexia nervosa. And, and then later, of course, the cancer patients. But you know what I learned from all three of this uh, group of people? Um, you have to become active. If you stay passive, like uh, with, with the alcoholics, you know, when I saw when the alcoholics started to take um, the, the, the new life in their hand, how we always called it, you know, um, when they become active, when they uh, started to make decisions every day, you know, then they became uh, dry. And the same was with, with uh, anorexia. You know, anorexia is a really serious and not easy to treat uh, uh, illness. But when most of the young ladies, when they started, you know, to become active, when they started not to take care of what others thinking about, when they started, you know, a new life, when they started with goal setting, which we do in a center, which is so important, you know, and then they became healthy. And the same is with cancer. There is no difference to that. You know, if you are a cancer patient and you are passive and uh, you just do what other people are telling you, and, and here I mean not only just um, taking some chemotherapy, I, I also mean, you know, some doctors are saying, okay, now the tumor is out, you can eat what you want. Now go back to your normal life or go, go back, which is even worse, go back to the former life. Come on, this former life brought the people to this tumor. So how can you go back to this life who made you so ill? So, so what I really understood here um, from all these three kind of groups is you have to become active. And as a cancer patient, you have to look for the cause. So and this is now to the, to, 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 to beside the 3E program, you know, what I today think is the, the main point in oncology. We have to find the cause for each patient. If we don't do that, how? Can we help the patient? I think this is really, for me, the most important point today. Absolutely. And, and to clarify it for, for the listener, the 3E is exactly those three things that Lothar discovered. Number one was eliminating those toxins in the system. That's what we call detoxification. The other one was eating, eating in that sense, nutrition and energy. This is what we do in the Dr. Jana Butwick diet. And energy work is the third E. That's basically the mind work, the system jumps, and including the searching for the cause. And Lothar, just to complete this um, the podcast today, if we look into the future, and I think the future in, in cancer, uh, I'll, maybe I start with my view first. I think we started off in the first house where we made a decision through which door to go we started out in making the decision cancer cells need to be killed and every other decision that came in the last 17 years was based on that killing strategy and now we're so far deep into that hole and we still want to kill something now i believe the future in cancer is the other door and that is strengthening the system helping the system to regulate and making the appropriate changes and looking at the causes on a, on, a, on a whole thing. Because if we look at the world out there, it's a reflection of the world in there. It's the old hermetic law, as within, so without. So I believe it's a reflection. So if we take care of our, our environment and take care of our thoughts and stress, 
I think that combination, yeah, I think there's a future in solving this cancer. Well, of course, I, I agree with, with, with each word you, you said. And I want, even would like to go one step more deeper into the spiritual world. You know what we have to do, what we have to stop now, Klaus, is fighting. You know, look around us, you know. When, when you look on, on TV, you know, you see all these fights uh, against North Korea, fights against with the ISIS, fights against the terrorists, fight against everything, and uh, fight against the cancer cells. No, we don't have to fight against the cancer cells. We have to understand the cancer cells. And for that, when we go now back to oncology, we have to do one thing a doctor is not doing anymore, and this is talking to a patient. You know, if we don't talk to patients, if we don't love patients, if we don't try to help him in, 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 in a way that we want to understand who is sitting next here to us, um, as long this is not happening, we will have no good oncology in the future. So the main thing for me really is stop fighting and, and, and start with loving our cancer cells, being happy that they are so intelligent and just understanding them instead of killing them. Absolutely. And thank you very much for that, Lothar. And I want to again uh, ask everybody out there listening to this podcast, if you are one of those people that definitely have survived cancer and you, you, you know you have survived cancer, let us know. Share with us your story, your journey, because I know a lot of people are not interested in your story. We are. And, and, and that's why please contact us, share with us how you healed yourself, because we want to share this and bring it out into the world. That's a message we need to hear. And again, thank you, Lothar, for the podcast today. Here is bye from Klaus. And bye from Lothar.